Welcome to Relationships Through the Looking Glass. While here in Wonderland, we're going to discuss topics and share stories to help clear up distorted views of relationships. We provide a safe place for balance and honest conversation. While each episode can help all who listen, the focus will be on the community of color. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the conversation. 10, 9, 8, 7, 6, 5, 4, 3, 2, 1. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the live episode of Relationships Through the Looking Glass. We are in season three. We jumped off season three last week. Um, I'm getting some really great feedback about that episode and a little, a lot of um, kind of inside retroactive, well, not retroactive, but introspective uh, conversation going on about therapy, counseling, self-improvement. So I'm glad that was, uh, that episode was able to trigger and be a catalyst to some of that for some people. But tonight we're going to be doing our monthly review for January. So we're going to be talking about most about our in-between episodes that we um, conducted. But before we jump into the review, we're going to jump into check-ins with our cast. So we have Chris, Keisha, and Nicole here. And we're going to go ahead and just go through the room and see how our last, our week's been going. And, you know, this is our monthly recap. So how the month's been for you. So we're going to start with Chris. Chris, why don't you let everyone know how you're doing? How was your week? How was your month? Um, The week's been pretty good. Month is long, um, like January normally is. Um, it seems like we've been, seems like we're already two, three months into the year. Um, so I'm glad that this is the last weekend of the month. And hopefully February brings a lot um just a lot more, a uh, lot better stuff, but I'm still, like you said, um, working on a few things. I do have a few, um, few things that I plan on releasing next week that um, goes into some of the topics that we've been discussing for the past couple of weeks. So be on the lookout for that. Awesome. Sounds good. Sounds good. Can't wait to see what it is. We're going to jump over to Keisha. How was your week? I, even though I kind of already know, but how was your week? How was your month? Uh, my week is getting better. Uh, started off pretty rough. Month as a whole has been pretty good. Um, I am working on something that we talked about earlier with the masquerade ball. So I'll be giving out more information with that in the next couple of months. Y'all, she's serious about this masquerade ball. She, she's like so serious. <laughs> I can feel okay. your excitement. <laughs> she's, like, she's like so serious. I'm sitting here in the back like, oh my God. Oh my God, is she really going to do this? You seriously have months to prepare, Cam. I don't know. I don't know. Oof, oof. I'm getting I'm getting flustered just thinking about it. Wonderful, Nicole. How are you doing? How was your week? How was your month? Uh, my week and month went uh, good. And today, I would like to honor my grandma, Mary. Today is her birthday. And so we've just been kind of celebrating and honoring her, doing stuff that she likes. Because she is so yes. Honoring her today. Dang, that was, they were really excited about that. <laughs> that, sure went, that sure went on forever. Right. She deserved it. <laughs> 
she deserves she it. deserves it that's right that's right she deserves it if she wasn't here you wouldn't be here so we are definitely happy for her and honor that um gee january it felt like january went through or went by real fast to me like it really it seems like we just came into this year and we're already done with january so i don't know if that's just the indicator of how 2022 is going to be um, it's been interesting on my aspect. Uh, this week was rough. Um, work-related issues uh, was very emotionally taxing, and I'm still kind of exhausted from dealing with all that. Um, but the month in a whole has been good. I can't complain. Um, and if I did, it wouldn't change anything. So let's go ahead and jump into the recap. So with our recap, the episodes we're going to be looking back on um, actually is one of the episodes that Chris this was his, his uh, first episode he did with us. So who is most likely? Then maybe, well, maybe you're right. The curious world of online dating. And then when do you know it's time for therapy? So going back to the first episode of the month, who is most likely? <laughs> that episode was hilarious to me. That episode was hilarious. Was there anything, and this is open form, anybody can like chime in, but was there anything about that episode that was interesting or that you learned about your castmates that stood out to you or or what yeah so who was most likely what 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 type of stuff came to the surface because this is when we were first feeling chris out so i don't know did you learn anything chris um yeah um learned that uh Miss um, Michelle is a killer. Um, well, not not. I'm not going to say that she's a killer, but she has it in her too. If she needs to make somebody disappear, she will make it happen if she's pushed oh my to God. it. Uh, everybody, so, we, we had to, everybody has it in them. Everybody has <laughs> a little bit of killer in them. I'm just saying, like I really feel this is an actual statement that can be proven. You just got to set up the circumstance. Okay. You know, no, I mean, like I said, you I, hear those crickets. Like, am I weird? Like, I really feel at the right circumstance, you will kill somebody. Like everybody, not, even even if it's an accident, even if it's not, <laughs> okay. I, 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 I just won't get on your bad side. Uh, let me just say that much. I won't get on your bad side. Just don't mess with my kids. Like, that's really the only circumstance. Mess with my kids or threaten my life. If you threaten my life, I'm going to have to take you out. Like, is, if it's between me and you, it's going to be you. Am I wrong? Like, I'm not going to let you kill me. Right. That's no, right. I mean, no. Thank right. you, Keisha. Thank you. I'm like, I'm not going to stand here and say, go ahead. Because sometimes turning the other cheek could be deadly. <laughs> okay, fine, fine. Moving on from that statement, um, yeah. what were some other things that came up in that episode? Uh, we knew um, Keisha could go on, a, um, she can have her own reality show. Oh my God, really? You think so? Oh yeah, absolutely. Hmm. What? Hmm. Girl, the, just the, that the bedroom had us. Right. Huh? Like we were in cribs. You were showing me all the angles and the decor and whatnot. That's a show oh, in this oh Gosh, yeah. Well, I do like decor. That's what I like to do as a hobby. So, decor. Yeah, her whole house looked like that too. Cancer yeah, thing. That's what I was about to say. I know uh, Keisha be doing the shopping too. 
Oh yep. my God, Chris, it's retail. It's, it's like retail. Well, you know what we found out so, about Chris, though. So when I'm shopping, I'm not like spending a lot. I can buy like um, some nail polish or file, some earrings, and that's my retail therapy. Oh. <laughs> hey, it works. Yeah. It's some other type of therapy, right? Right. Right. And we found out about Chris. About being the Mister Man with the one night stand. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. What, what, what's you know, what, what's the shirt say? You know my mom. My mom. My mom listens to this. So come on. Hi, I'm mommy. a good guy. I'm a, I'm a good guy. Hi, mommy. Hi, mom. You're so awesome. You're so awesome, mom. But your son does wear a sweatshirt that says "Not here for a long time, just a good time." Or how does it go? Can you correct me, Chris? What does the sweatshirt say? I have a lot of I have a lot of hoodies and sweatshirts that I wear. Yeah, let's unpack that one though. Let's Let's unpack it, man. So what What, what do you want to unpack? I mean, just here for a good time, not a long time. What's wrong with that? Hence, Uh, one night stand, Mister. It's cool. No, no. At least he's telling you up front, ladies. Don't expect him to stick around for breakfast. That's all I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. So, <laughs> was there anything else about that episode that uh, stood out? I mean, that episode was just funny. Darius from What the Shit podcast was on uh, with us on that episode too. Um, it was it was hilarious to me. I mean, that's just one of the ones I probably go back and listen to to laugh at. Like that one, the ghosting one, um, the one with my brother on it. Uh, maybe I was the asshole. Those are just like funny ones. So if you guys want a funny episode go back to listen to that one now the next one was well maybe you were right and that's when we talked about how sometimes people give us actual good advice and we don't listen to it and things happen so was there anything about that episode that stood out or that you guys kind of learned from or anything in that regard like when people give you advice and you don't listen or you know makes you think more about reaching out to people to get advice because it went south really bad for you one time. And now you're like, you know what, maybe I need to actually ask someone because I'm me and Keisha are in conversation now about a situation. It's like the first time it didn't go good. So maybe I need to talk to somebody on this. (laughs) (laughs) So that's a learning experience, but did anybody else kind of pull anything from that episode? For me, I want to say thank you, Michelle, for apologizing to me because it. I was like, oh, I think it hit me after the episode and then like re-listening to it to where I was like, oh, I thought you just didn't hear me or, you know, how some people are like, yeah, okay, this person doesn't know what they're talking about. So that's what I assumed was going on because I gave advice and then you went against the advice. So then when we talked about it during the episode, which we hadn't talked about it, off of the episode (laughs) so I was like oh she did hear me good okay you know so it was like I wasn't so stupid if that makes sense yeah I I um I have a tendency I I I hear people wasn't stupid yeah (laughs) um (laughs) other other uh other parts of my brain were activated um during those decision making process and that kind of I wasn't thinking I wasn't thinking with the all good parts of the brain (laughs) we're gonna move past that but I heard you 
<laughs> I heard you, but the other part of my brain was like, but but man, look though. But look. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm having a I'm having a visual. But yeah, I, I heard you. And I guess it was more too other than the the whole <laughs> the whole not so Christian aspect of my life. Uh yeah, I heard you. I, I was just in hopes that some it would turn out differently, but I did hear you. So I'm glad I was able to clear that up. Hi, Levi. We see Levi here from the Forefront Radio. If you want to um, come up on stage, you're more than happy. You're more than welcome to do that. Just let me know. But um, Keisha, what about you? What about you? Uh, Anything that you learned from that episode on the advice episode, solicited and unsolicited um, advice? What do you do with that? Um, well, I learned to um, really look at who's giving the advice and process it. If it's somebody that you trust, listen to what they're saying, you know, go back, process it. And um, if you know they're coming from a place of love, definitely you want to take what they're saying in consideration. So... I've learned that. But many times when people want what they want or what they believe what they believe, they kind of bypass everything until it crumbles or they crash. And then they go back and start to think back on, you know, the advice that other people have given them and all the warning signs. So unfortunately, that happens sometimes. It does. And then you're kind of just sitting there like, ah, oh, maybe I should have listened. Maybe I should have listened. And what about you, Chris? Was there anything from that episode that stood out to you? Um, yeah, and basically that all advice is not good advice. And um, sometimes the people who give the most advice is the one that give the worst advice. So just always listening to, sometimes you have to listen to the messenger. I mean, I'm sorry, listen to the message, but pay attention to the messenger as well. That's right. That's right. And we have Levi, who's up um, again from the Forefront Radio. The episode we're talking about, Levi, is the episode about getting solicited or unsolicited advice or unsolicited advice. But either way, you might not have taken that advice. And then you look back on how the situation played out and you were hoping that, you know what, maybe I should have listened. Maybe maybe I should have paid attention to what was said. Have you ever been in a situation like that where you had a situation where somebody gave you advice and you did the opposite and then it comes back and to bite you? Um, that's a great question. And I appreciate um, you allowing me to join on the show. Um, when it comes to advice, I think a lot of times we sometimes don't discern the difference between someone trying to help us with information as opposed to um, criticism. You know, a lot of times we uh, get sensitive to criticism because we believe the person is trying to correct us as opposed to, you know, someone trying to assist us in our thought process of what they're seeing either logically or through some uh, experience that they uh, had. But to answer your question, I have had moments where I uh, was uh, getting advice from someone and I wanted to take the advice, but the way they approached uh, the matter caused me a little bit of frustration. Um, to describe it, um, I was at a house uh, warming situation and my child was being disruptive. And when they told me what happened, 
um, I ended up, you know, talking to him and saying, hey, you need to fix yourself. You need to stop, you know, whatever you're doing. You know, I corrected him immediately. You know, two-year-old boy, they have fun. They jump around. They act crazy. That's what they do. So later on, like a week or two later, you know, the same individuals that were uh, there, uh, some of them came up to talk to me. And it was like, hey, you got to fix your son. You got to do this, that, and the third. And I was like, hold up. Wait, 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 wait. I already did that. That's already done. You know what I'm saying? When I saw it right then and there, I addressed it. I squashed it. I disciplined them, made sure he was in order. But then when they came after the fact, I interpreted it as criticism as opposed to, you know, uh, them just trying to help me out. You know, so that's my thoughts on that. What, what do you think? I think that's exactly right. And of course, I'm going to agree with almost everything you say, being another INFJ, because um, it's a lot of times it's about how it's packaged. Right. You can have the mm -hmm. most amazing advice, but if it's packaged in a um, condescending way you're not going to listen. And I've dealt with people who their advice might be solid, but how they delivered it was, was garbage or it was mm -hmm. judging. You know what I'm saying? So now I'm automatically going to tune you out. So I completely agree with that 110%. Um, and I'm going to go ahead and plug the 30 day challenge, Levi, since you're here. Um, <clears throat> so I met Levi on the 30 day challenge back in October. It feels like it's been so long. Um, and for anybody who is participating in the season two that's starting next month, you really have the opportunity to build relationships that last. And we talk on a daily basis, right, Levi? We really share information. Um, we help one another out. We, we work on each other's uh, programs and um, platforms. So I'm just plugging the 30 day challenge, uh, C4 challenge. Oh, yeah. I'm about to recruit you to make my website. <laughs> Dude, I put so much love and energy into our website. I, I'm, I'm geeked about it. I'm geeked. It really looks whimsical, but enough to, to get the point across, but not too much to cause a migraine. So yeah, you know, you got to balance balance, but thank you for I sharing that. Go ahead. Yes, I haven't had a chance to uh, greet your other hosts, so um, I just wanted to say shalom to all of y'all. Thank y'all for having me on and everything, and I hope to uh, look forward to working with y'all in the future. Yay, thanks for being here. We appreciate you adding to the podcast. Yes, thanks for being here. Welcome. So awesome. So the next episode, and we had Drew on the next episode. So Drew is another one of my uh, podcast brethren from um, the 30 Day Challenge experience. And it was the curious world of online dating, the curious world of online dating. So that was that was fun. That was fun. What was awesome was to actually hear an online dating story that was successful that was successful, right? Because you really don't hear that. And I've talked to Levi about this before. Like, I just can't really seem to get comfortable in this, that whole realm of aspects because it just looks like you're sorting through meat suits, right? What's the best or sm most smashable meat suit? And it just feels so <laughs> like, yeah, it feels like so superficial. And when we were talking about it, we felt like we were connecting on a whole INFJ level because we think really similar in that regard. But Drew was able to bring a whole different aspect to um, online dating. So I'm going to throw it back out to you all. And I want to actually um, say hi to the individuals who just popped in. Um, oh, wow. 
Kuma said he got married off a dating app. So that's another success story. If you want to come up to um to the mic and tell us about your experience, that would be amazing. But um, has anybody, did anything in that episode stand out to you all? Or did anything in that episode, when you heard it, you were like, wow, I look at it a little different. I want to start with Nicole on this one because Nicole was anti-online <laughs> dating. So was there anything on that episode that stood out to you where you were like, well, maybe... Absolutely not. Um, it just was more, just more confirmation of, you know, there's 6,000 men or people looking to smash and not that many looking for commitment. And considering what I'm looking for, it's not on the app. So I, it was just confirmation of the reason why I'm not on them. So not really. You know, it was good to hear. And I'm happy for the people that are able to find success on the apps. But for me, I don't think it is. It's the right move for me. Okay. And that's fair. That's fair. We have um, Kuma, Cryptic Kuma just joined. And he said, uh, I'm, I'm seeing this is the bear. But I kind of <laughs> already know. I kind of already touched base with you this morning. Um, yeah. So do you want to kind of give us a little insight on your experience? Because we're all I'm always eager to hear the positive um, experiences with online dating. And I'm so excited that you're, you're going to allow us to kind of join in your journey. Well, thank you. Thank you for having me. Um, and so glad I got to meet you. Shout out to uh, all socials for connecting us in that way. Um, yeah, so. I think my story started, uh, I was, I want to say a week out of a four year relationship. I've always dated to get married and I may be like a very rare case of, of black man, but like when I dated, I dated with a purpose and it just seemed like here in Atlanta, like everybody comes here to play games and I feel like women get it worse, but men get it too. Um, so I just took a chance. I went on OkCupid, filled out a profile. Um, and funny thing is, the person that I matched with the most, uh, we had already been like kind of connected in like semicircles. And I want to say two, two, three months in, like it, it got serious and just took off from there. So I well, didn't have to wade anything? through the meat soup, like you said. It was just yeah. kind of... <laughs> It just I just got lucky, I guess, you know. Was there anything that stood out when you first met her? Was there anything that like right when you talked to her, it was like an instant chemistry connection or was it like a slow kind of like maybe? Um, She had the print shirt on and I was like, yeah, that, that's a vibe already. Um, You know, OK, I, always... I have a print shirt. OK, so that's a vibe because I have a print <laughs> shirt. I have a pink Floyd shirt. I have all the shirts. Okay, so I'm taking okay. notes. I'm taking notes. Um, no, I don't think there was anything too, too crazy on the profile. It was a couple of pictures, wholesome. Um, it, I think it was just the luck of the draw and it just worked out that way. Maybe it was destiny. So when you say wholesome, that means like, I don't know, fully closed and no nudity. Uh, yeah, I would say that. Um, and I brought, I make that a point because the, uh, the young lady that I was engaged to prior, the the break off comment was for me that I needed I needed a good girl 
because it was very it was very mutual. It wasn't like a toxic, toxic breakup. Um, but one of her remarks was that I just needed I needed a good girl. And that stuck with me um, into the next dating phase. And you found it and it was happiness, right? 100 percent. Been seven years since. Yay. I'm loving Congrats. it. Congrats. Appreciate it. Appreciate it. I'm sorry. I had to. I had Aww. to. That just <laughs> makes off my whole heart happy. So does that help, Nicole? Does that help a little bit? There's Absolutely. some more success. Like I, from what I gather from that, it starts with your intention. So if his intention yeah. was, you know, what he was looking for. Um, I would just want the healing between the two relationships to happen, but you know, it, it worked out, especially, you know, the intention going in is what I'm hearing. And so that, that makes me feel better. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Agreed. Um, there was a very short amount of time, which was a, a red flag for her. Um, that was a concern in the beginning of the dating phase, but, um, the caveat, at least for me, was I was already two feet out of the relationship almost months. And but I think both of us were and we just didn't want to call it quiz because we were the try to make it work at any cost type of people. And the cost was like us just losing ourselves in this like cesspool, this whirlpool of a relationship. Um yeah, so I, I I definitely agree. Healing needs to happen. Um, but I think for me, at least, I was just already out. I was single in my head, just living with somebody, which is a whole other terrible situation to be in. Oh, yes. I, I can speak to that. Oh, my gosh. That's a whole, that's a whole episode right. in single, itself. That is single in my head. Hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We might be looking to to connect with you, Kuma, on that episode because that that's a whole episode in itself. <laughs> oh my gosh! Well, but yeah, here. that's yeah, that's an amazing story, and I think I agree with you, Nicole. I think it comes down to intention, and that's kind of what I learned from listening to Drew, listening to his experience, and like just listening to Kuma right now was you have to have intention. And I think <clears throat> if your intention is to get on there and joke around, that's what you're gonna get. If your intention is to get on there smash buddies that's what you're gonna that's what you're gonna see and i mean if that's what you want then and you find them that's wonderful but if your intention is to actually meet and connect maybe setting that intention makes it that much easier uh, um from from what i'm hearing and keisha and chris because you guys are our, our resident experts in the area uh <laughs> do you guys have anything to add with that or <laughs> I know, First, I know. No, I, no, I don't like the way you said that. A resident expert. I know. I mean, like, I don't know if that's a good thing or a bad thing, Keisha. Oh that's so good. For, for her to say that, like, I, we're, I think like, she's turning on us, Chris. I think she. Yeah. We all good. We got her. Yeah, I mean, what, I mean, really, should you be an expert at online at dating? Because let's let's uh, remind ourselves the you have, sir. I'm just saying. And look, man. See, no, we, no, we're not going to keep. We're not going to keep bringing up. We're not going to keep bringing up the sweatshirt. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, I mean, well, when it comes to it, like I said, just being being um upfront and open with your intentions. Hey, this is what you're looking for, and 
I mean, if you're letting it know what you're looking for and it's genuine, then it's going to come to you versus trying to play the games, which I know a lot of people say there's a lot of games being played both by men and women. Um, but just just being up front, knowing exactly what it is that's going on. And eventually, hopefully, you get what you're seeking. Okay. And Keisha, what about you? Um, I would say it definitely starts with the dress code, like what um, one of the um, guys was just saying this now. I mean, you can have up there that you're dating with uh, a purpose and all of this good stuff, but if you're dressed like a hoochie mama, no offense to women who feel comfortable dressing that way. Facts. That way, you're not really showing that you know, wifey material. So men, men, a lot of time, because men are visual, many times men will, um, they're going to come at you and approach you and, you know, conduct themselves based off of how you present yourself to facts on top of facts. Yeah. So I'm just, you know, my profile is pretty much business, you know, it's, business suits, whatever, because I'm not trying to attract someone who just, you know, about some games. So when I am on the dating site, I, you know, those are things that I do. And also, you know, you don't want to be on there forever. You know, for me, I, I may cut mine on and cut it off, cut it on, cut it off from time to time, just to kind of give it a break because, you know, still meeting people, face-to-face out here, you know, as you network in day-to-day, I mean, for me, that's still the way to go. But it does open up the door to meeting more people afar, especially with social distancing and COVID and all this stuff like that. Uh, Online dating does help. So um, it's interesting. I think it is. And how about you, Levi? What 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 say ye? What say ye, Levi, on this whole whole day online day? Hey, I agree going? wholeheartedly with what she just said. Like that right there is facts on top of facts. Like people of visual people will look at you and determine who you are based on your appearance. Like I always give the example: if you see somebody with a badge and a gun, nine times out of ten you're gonna think he's a police officer. If you see somebody with a stethoscope and a white lab coat, you're gonna say either you're a doctor or some sort of medical professional. Right. So then all of a sudden, you know, an individual will be, you know, provocative, revealing, you know, stuff. And they're like, no, don't 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 say I'm a streetwalker. No, don't do. No, no, no. It's it's like that. Get out. Like you you can't figure out that dude is like uh, she look good. I want to get that. Of course, he's going to get down like that. You know what I'm saying? Or in, on the female side. Right. If you see a dude. You know what I'm saying? No shirt, tattoos all over. You know what I'm saying? Really trying to be brolic, the thug. You're going to think, oh, this is a, beard, a street dude. A beard, with a beard? <laughs> I know that's your turn on. Chill. But, you know, for me, I'm a, I'm a strong advocate for black love, for, you know, strong, committed situations with our people sticking together. So I commend my man Kuma because, you know, that's a big thing, man. Big up to you, bro. Appreciate you found a woman that you that. could deal with. You married her. You made her an honorable woman. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, keep that thing strong. So that's my thoughts. 
Thank can you. I, can I play devil's advocate for a little bit? Yes, do <laughs> Yo, no, don't. <laughs> yes, right, so, every, time, every time somebody say that for me, it's like, oh, so you want to be the devil now, do you? <laughs> <laughs> no, Who wants keep, to be Satan? <laughs> we keep it wholesome, but you know what I'm saying? Like, I have to look at it for, for, for multiple uh, points of view because pretty much my platform, right? Um, we we celebrate black all all way around. We uh, basically I haven't introduced myself. I'm a game developer out of Atlanta, um, and my studio is called Nerdy Bear Studios. We make black games from black people, um, and part of that is a platform called Melanated Velma. That's a sister brand, and we celebrate our black sisters unapologetically, no matter what shape, form, or fashion. So in that, you know, we have to dissect where we are. And, and look at it as such, right? We can't we can't say, oh, she's dressed this and blah, 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 blah. You have to look a little deeper. But I know when I was on, on a personal dating level, it made it easy for me to X out people when, when I was like, yo, I'm dating to get married. Let's not play these games. It is what it is. People that aren't about it, they get scared easily. I'm talking about almost walking off the date because they're not trying to get married. They're trying to have fun. If you come at it with that honest intention, that blunt intention, they may look at you like a weirdo, but you, you walk in your path with your chest full out. And I feel like like if people, blunt intention, (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Thank you. Um, So, yeah, I I think, I think less demonizing the people that, that are, uh, that are putting it out there, you know, they do, they live in how they want to accordingly. The people that are are living intentionally, you just have to be better equipped to see it, right? And I know that's hard because people play games, but it became real easy for me. And I think maybe just when you get older, you see red flags easier. Uh, maybe the hormones change, switch up, you know what I'm saying? Maybe your, your goals switch up. But for me, like living intentionally, it just became, it became easier and i was less worried about what people were wearing um because i already knew you know uh if this billboard is 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 advertising a duck quack quack um yeah so that's that's my little devil advocate piece right there yo kuma let me ask you a quick question if i may what gave you that discernment though that the woman that you were dealing with was better than the other women that you perceived online I don't like the term better. I don't like the term better. Um, I'll say it like this. I was honestly 100% myself. I'm very dorky, very nerdy, you know, when it comes to flirting and dating. Um, People that are are out there trying to get the bag, they ain't trying to hear what I'm talking about. And that made it easy for me. I didn't take it as rejection. I just took it as that they're not for me. Um. The people that vibe with you the most when you're being yourself is usually the people you rock with. And it was like an instant connection. Um, I remember to to this day, the line that I used. And I don't even remember why I used it. It was just like, um, yo, it, I said, hey, I'm Batman. That was it. I didn't say hi. I didn't say, you know, my name is Kuma. I just was like, yo, I'm Batman. And she just rocked off that one corny ass line. Oh, oh. 
Can we swear on here? My bad. Absolutely. Swear okay. away. <laughs> Off that corny ass line. But you know what? That worked for me and that worked for us. That's our dynamic. Um, and I think wading through that sea of BS, it makes it easier to avoid a lot of the crap. Um, it may or may not work for everybody, but it worked for me. Uh, at least that's what I could speak on, on the internet madness. That's awesome. Damn. That whole story, the whole Batman thing, and because I'm a I'm a corny dork myself, so I can relate. <laughs> She's a Velma. She's a black awesome. <laughs> oh, What did you say, there Nicole? You go. There you go. I said confirmation. She's a black Velma. Okay. okay. I Melanated Velma. Yep. I, I appreciate you. Uh, Using the term because now I have a visual for my friend Michelle. Oh. A black who? Girl. <laughs> what? <laughs> what? What am I missing? What? Scooby Doo, Velma. Velma, Scooby Doo. Ew, the short girl with the glasses? No, nah, I will not take that. <laughs> That's the short girl you know with the glasses. You know what? Do yourself a good. favor. Do yourself a favor and visit the Melanated Velma IG page before you you pass judgment. Okay, I'll do that. I'll do that. That was an awesome. I'll do that because right now I feel I'm offended. That is not somebody. Somebody woke up and said, "I want to be Thelma off of Scooby Doo." Nah, nah, I'm not. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> We're gonna move on to the next. Topic. She's a sexy grandma. <laughs> <laughs> what? <the? laughs> Levi, did you just call me a grandma? No, nah, I'm just saying that the the uh, the Thelma. <laughs> oh, the Thelma. Oh, like y'all want me to explain show. that too? Oh, am I missing something, y'all? Y'all want me to explain it? Yes. No, hey, no, no. Look, no, hey, I'm telling no, you. No, don't tell please. me, please. No, please don't do it. Please. No, please. All right, please. so <laughs> I, I didn't mean to come on, come on and take over, but like, um, I'll make it real quick. Growing up. I had always liked the nerdy chicks, right? I, the nerdy kind of tomboy, kind of smart. So that personality for me was Velma from Scooby Doo, but like the, the the women that I was going after were black. So literally, when I when I created this persona, creating my studio, I wanted something to be something that I love, and I was like, "Yo, melanated Velma," and I saw a bunch of like black women, you know, what I'm saying dressing up. As Velma, and I was like, yo, this, the orange, the neutral, the natural colors with the brown skin. Yo, this is, this every time knocks it out the park. It's a vibe. It's a vibe. Beautiful. I'm going to check it out. I'm going to check it out. Like, yeah. I'm going to check it out. I mean, I'm saying if I'm going to have to, if I'm going to play that role, I'm going to play it to the, to the T's. I'm going to make it look nice. You're going to have boobies and everything. Like, I'm just saying. It's going to be a fitted turtleneck, a fitted. Okay, so <laughs> moving on. <laughs> Where hey. are we right now? Okay, so the, the next episode, and thank you so much, Kuma and Levi, for y'all's um, input. Before we jump into the next topic, because it gets really serious um, from here, uh, Chris and Keisha and Nicole, did you guys have any additional things you wanted to add? You cannot call me any names, though. No, nah, I think we covered, you know, we covered just about everything as far as for the last topics. What I did hear, though, is the dorky, nerdy, smart, intellectual girls. Like, there's a whole, like, group of people looking for y'all. Us. Yay. That's awesome. 
to this day. Very happy about that. They might call you. They might call you Thelma, but hey, I'm I'm gonna look at the page though. I'm gonna look at the page. I'm going to that page. So the next episode that we talked about was when do you know it's time to seek therapy? When do you know it's time to start doing the work for self improvement? Um, I'm gonna start with Chris, because he really was a point on this episode that we really wanted to highlight, and that's men. And Kuma and Levi, definitely you two jump in as well, but how men are perceived when it comes to mental health um, in, in, that, in that space. So Chris, do you want to kind of just lead this part of the conversation on the importance of mental health when it comes to men, specifically black men, and what type of things can be done to help adjust that viewpoint in that regard? Um, I'll just start off by saying it's all about, um, one, being ready to talk about your feelings and really expressing yourself and being okay with the way you feel. Because a lot of times as men, when we start feeling a type of way, then that's when we start shutting down because we don't, um, we're not used to being able to express ourselves or we've always been told since a young age to not express ourselves, hey, that's toughen up, man up and everything to that extent. And then as we get older, I mean, you just keep doing it. So it's just getting to the point where you know how to express yourself and most importantly, who to express it with, because it can be so damaging if you get to the point where you're expressing yourself to a certain individual and then how they react, that's going to, uh, that tends to affect how you then in the future will express yourself with other people. Um, and it was a post that I saw earlier today on, um, IG and it was just saying about how it was gave um a couple different instances of with um guys um celebrities um who had um basically were expressing their feelings and they were turned into memes and they were laughed at and joked about and I mean those are the type of things that um men go through is like when you start expressing yourself it's made out to be a joke or, I mean, you're made out to be a joke or made fun of and you aren't taken serious. And then it's like, I mean, that makes it harder for the next guy to then express themselves. So, I mean, it's just I mean, <clears throat> we play a part in it, but then also our counterparts play a part in it as well. Just being able to listen and help us out um, when we are expressing ourselves. Hey, you right on that, Chris. You remember that time that um, Tyrese was going through issues with his baby mama? Man, he was clowning that dude yep. left and right. That, and then Will yep, Smith. That's exactly what was going in the post. Yep, yep, that right there. And, and the crazy thing is, those those are two of the people that was on the post that I saw, and it was saying how these guys are expressing themselves on it, and now when you see it, you look at it and it's a joke, and people find it funny. And it's like, yo, I mean, these people are really hurting in the inside. And instead of people comforting them, it's more so made of made of as a joke. So as me as a guy looking at that, it's like, well, why would I want to um, express myself outward like that to then just be put out there on the Internet to be made fun of? And that's exactly. 
I saw what happened to Will Smith, and I ain't gonna lie, bro. I actually had to make a meme, and I made a meme and an episode called "No Jada Formed Against Me Shall Prosper." <laughs> he really did. Y'all should check it out. Absolutely, Levi was yeah. That episode was fire. You hit on something. I, you know what? I, I think when we talk about this, like in in our, our podcast chats with me, I like to to call it um, like the black boy starter kit, right? Or the black girl starter kit. We're equipped with tools that are passed down, and some of them are good. Some of them are are for our survival, and it works for us, right? But a lot of it sometimes could be a little toxic. Um, there, there's a layer of honesty we have to have when I, when, when approaching this, right? How do we, how do we improve ourselves? Um, and I think we're taught at an early age to deny that honesty to ourselves because, like you said, you know, man up. You know, what does man up mean? You know, what I'm saying like I'm, I'm a male, right? I, I handle my business, but I'm hurting right now. And to say that, you know, you looked at as weak. And I think in our starter kit that that that's changing. It's changing with this new generation, but it, it became to a to a certain degree it was a detriment to us. And then our society or our community uh, our community was was reinforcing that because that's what was taught to them as well. Um, so I think it takes time. It takes learning and a in a in a certain level of honesty to know it's time to go to therapy. It's time to get help. I need help as a man. And to realize there's no there's no problem in saying that. Yeah, and I know for as with me now, I have a set of eight-year-old twins. Um, I have um, a son and a daughter. And I look at sometimes the way I treat my daughter versus how I treat my son. And I've known for as recently and I'll say in the past year, I've kind of had to change up the stance of that for us. Like, hey, when my son, something happens to my son and it's like, hey, look, man, come on, man, get over it. And then but if the same thing happened to my daughter, I'm like talking to her and, hey, just talking it through with her versus with my son. It's almost, hey, look, man, you're going you're gonna to get through it. It's no big deal. So I've had to, and that's something mm. because it was um, instilled in me, but it's just mm-hmm. something that I know I've changed with my kids. Because like I said, you learn those things. And once you learn them at that age, it just becomes kind of natural. And it's not right to, I mean, they should be treated the same way if they're going through the same thing. Right, right. You know, like I said, I, I, it's a good term, at least in my mind, when I thought about it, you know, the black boy starter kit. This is what we're equipped with up to a certain age. Right. Um, and some tools, they work, some tools, they need to be adjusted. And it sounds like to you, you know, for, for yours and your next generation, um, you're equipping them with the right with the right uh, adjustment to that to that starter kit. Mm-hmm. There's a book called um, Countering the Conspiracy to Destroy Black Boys. I don't know if you've ever heard of that book, but it's a really good book to look into as far as how to help our our, our young brothers out. Oh, uh, can I get what's the name of that again? It's called Countering the Conspiracy to Destroy Black Boys. Okay, I got I'll it right here. Okay. I'll put the title in the pod um, description too. 
And this conversation is amazing. And I'm so excited that the gentlemen that we have on the platform right now are able to talk intellectually on the topic. So it's important. It really is. And we are really at a time, I think, socially that people can now start to have these conversations and put action behind it. Just Chris's awareness of how he treats his daughter versus his son is showing that there's a change, right? Um, So thank you, gentlemen, for sharing that. Um, I wanted to also say that people look at mental health a lot of times as a weakness or are seeking mental health that you're weak. In actuality, that's some of the strongest things that you can do to admit that there is a struggle and then say, I want to get help for it. That takes strength instead of trying to ignore that it's happening. You know what I'm saying? Um, What are your viewpoints on that? And and just both genders, when when you have somebody who's like, well, I don't want to deal with mental health or go get help because it makes me feel like I'm weaker or a weak individual. I'll touch on that briefly, if I may. Um, For me, it wasn't until I realized that I had a spiritual void that was causing disruption in my life that I was able to address what was going on personally, you know. Um, So I I realized just black people as a whole, we have a uh, identity crisis in that we don't know who we were prior to slavery. So there's a book called... um, post-traumatic slave syndrome and the funny thing about that book is that it it literally describes ptsd but for black people you know what i'm saying saying that we go through the same thing as people that suffer from war-torn countries and military intervention and colonialism and all this stuff you know what i'm saying um so for me it's um the dynamic of learning how to appropriately deal with your issues without becoming overwhelmed overwhelmed by it, that was the thing that I addressed um, on a spiritual level. And that's what helped me to overcome certain things. I'm still dealing with things, you know what I'm saying? But overall, I think that's what got me on the right track. Awesome. Thanks for sharing that. And on that, um, we're coming into closing into our hour. I want to say a couple, one, one more thing about mental health. And Keisha and Nicole, if you guys have anything, or Kuma, you have anything you want to add before we close out the mental health aspect. If you haven't listened to that episode, definitely check it out. Um, full transparency, uh, we are mental health uh, professionals and we work in this field, but we try to make it in a space where it's done that anybody can understand the need the concern in that there is help and support out there. You don't have to fight and suffer by yourself. Like there's people out there who can walk with you through that experience. So, so don't feel that it's a weakness or don't feel it's a situation that you have to ignore because of what people are going to feel about you. If somebody looks down on you for seeking help, they're not your people, right? Like if somebody looks down on you for getting support, that says more about them than it does about you. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I think, I think our, 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 this generation, you know, of just humanity, we're looking at it in a positive light, you know, mental health. Um, 
is just as if not more important than than physical right you know we'll look at some person and say oh you know they're a very strong and put together person but inside they're in shambles and you know when they talk to somebody a lot of the people they talk to aren't equipped they're not professionals so you don't know what to tell them other than it'll be all right you know seek spirit uh spiritual uh you know back uh spiritual comfort but you know there's nothing wrong in those in those avenues and having a wide net of support but when you need professional help there's nothing wrong with that and that just really should be part of it um you know at least you know i lost my train i agree of <laughs> Well, but, no, yeah. but what you said made perfect sense. Like, it's also to understanding the source of the information you're getting and, and, and how it's going to be assisting you through that journey. Um, that that's, go that's for mental health and everything. So that makes perfect sense. And on that note, as we get close into our hour, I do want to say I went and checked out Melanated Thelma. I did, Kuma. And let me tell you, I'm going to cosplay. So I'm going to, I'm, I'm, look, mm. our people took her over and what she is fire. I'm, I'm, look, I'm about to go out tomorrow and buy me a whole gear. Mm. And then I'm a, I'm going to tag it so it can be on that page. I eagerly await it and we will, we will share. Cause that is, told you. that is the platform for that. What? Uh, what? I'm looking at them. I'm like, okay, I can, I can do that. Because I mean, I like I like the my whole intellectual nerdy flow I got going. But I was mm -hmm. thinking of the chick in the cartoon when I went to the Instagram page. And for anybody who wants to check out that Instagram page, it is a uh, melanated Velma. Yeah. Uh, yeah, melanated Velma. Velma. So check it out. Like, there's, it's nice. It's appreciate nice. It, appreciate it. Absolutely. And I'm going to um, absolutely link all everybody, um, Levi, obviously, and Kuma, all your pages, too, in the description. Um, I thank you all so much for participating. This conversation was amazing. It was amazing. So thank you so much for your additional commentary in, in these topics. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited to buy my my costume <laughs> and uh take some pictures um yeah you know what i might even go ahead and design the character kuma and send that to you too i might work on her tonight because i'm excited you don't give me some some energy <laughs> hey i'm here for it it even got to the point where i threw on the turtleneck uh this past halloween i did like a uh a play on on uh drake's album certified lover boy and i had the little heart haircut and everything and i you know, because Drake has the uh, the turtlenecks that he puts on, so it was it was it was nice. You know, I had the fitted pants and all that. Um, and I'm kind, of, I'm kind of a huge Drake fan. Anybody who knows me knows uh, Drake's the way, Drake's the way to my heart. He's my favorite I, Scorpio. I'm just hitting that's, all the notes tonight. That's that's a whole nother episode, though. That's a whole nother episode. <laughs> my feelings about Drake. But um, we're going to go ahead and get to uh, wrapping it up. I want to thank everybody who came and participated, who's in the chat. Thank you all so much. Before we close out, um, does anybody have any parting uh, comments they want to say? Chris, Keisha, Nicole, Levi, Kuma, anything you guys want to say before we uh, close out? You guys want to let us know where to find you guys, too, Levi and Kuma. Uh, Levi, you want to go first, or...? 
I bet. Um, well, I'm Afiel Levi. I'm the host of The Forefront Radio. Um, you can find The Forefront Radio on all streaming platforms, um, Apple, uh, Google, Spotify, all of that stuff. Uh, Instagram is The Forefront Express, and Facebook is The Forefront Media. Um, if you want to reach out to me, my email is theforefrontblackmedia at gmail.com. Cool, cool. Definitely get you plugged in. Um, I am Kuma. My my legal name is Lionel, but I go by Kuma. Everybody calls me Kuma. Um, I am the founder and CEO of Nerdy Bear Studios, an Atlanta-based development company. Um, you can find us on the easiest place is just nerdybearstudios.com, but we're also on IG, Twitter, anywhere at Nerdy Bear Studios. Um, our sister brand is Melanated Velma. We basically support celebrate listen to every week um black women oh inside and out we show positive imagery tell stories listen to stories um a lot of those stories we take and then turn into uh games there is a game called games for black girls that we're producing next year um and it's just a tale of a a, a coming of age story of a young black woman and the stories that we hear through Melanated Velma are the the aunties, the moms, the grandmas, the sisters, cousins um, that are, that show up in the game, and they're guiding this this young black woman uh, through her adventure. So, but yeah, um, Nerdy Bear Studios, Melanated Velma. That's that's where you can find Old Kuma. Awesome! Thank you so much. I'm glad we were able to connect today too. And I just I just threw it out there, right? I was like, you know what? <laughs> Let, let me throw something your way and see what you think. So I'm, I'm glad we were able to connect because your brain, I love how your brain works. So this was a great way to uh, kind of interact as well. So thank you again so much for being here. And Levi, you know, you know, we're connected every day. <laughs> connected every day. So everybody, thanks so much for listening. This is where we're going to close out. If you're in a place where it's cold, where most places are, you guys stay warm. And as always, you guys take care. Stay safe. Be well.